We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's March 31st. It's 2021. We have 10 NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend? Not too bad. Making a decent amount of money tonight, so really can't complain. Plus, most wonderful time of the year is upon us in just, depending on when you're listening to this, 36 to 24 hours, whatever it is. Yeah, we got baseball. We'll be talking baseball on the podcast for Thursday. There'll also be a basketball podcast as well. So, yes, it will be busy month of April. Um, I'm excited for it, though. Like you said, baseball's back. You know, we'll have some basketball getting closer to playoff time. So that's when it becomes a little bit more predictable where the minutes are going to come and stuff and which teams are really, like, trying and which teams are trying to lose. So, um so yeah, well, we got a lot of stuff going on here and, um, you know, you and I will be recording the opening day podcast tomorrow afternoon. So it'll be up early, um, for everybody to listen to for the first podcast of the baseball season. So we are presented by superdraft.com. Use promo code grinders over there. Take advantage of the awesome bonuses that they got going on. They got a ton of stuff going on right now. Like, you know, they, they obviously are rolling out baseball. They got basketball. They got golf. Um, you know, we'll have a morning grind play of the day for super draft for baseball tomorrow. So we're not going to get into that right now, but we'll definitely talk scoring and that kind of stuff over there as well. But basketball it's in full swing. They got a $5,000 jump shot, 5,000 to first place jump shot um, over there for today's slate. So make sure you guys are checking that out. They got NHL daily. Like I said, they got golf, they got NASCAR, they got MMA, they got a ton of stuff 
not really using a salary cap. Definitely, you know, digging the multiplier system over there. So if you haven't checked them out. so much fun for baseball. It is so much fun. Especially when you get that low-owned home run. Um, That low-owned 2x home run or double home run where you're immediately like 90 points ahead of everyone else. Yep. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Like I said, we'll talk more baseball um, tomorrow on the podcast. So let's jump in. Ten games to talk about here. Um, We get started with Portland at Detroit. 220.5 total here. Portland favored by 6.5. Collins and Little are both out. And then on the Detroit side, Dumbaya is questionable. Ellington's doubtful. Hayes, McGruder, Okafor, DSJ all remain out. Uh, Grant, start me off here. What are you looking at here for Portland? I still feel like Lillard's a little bit too high priced, but I'm never going to argue with him in a tournament just because he can have that Lillard game, even with McCollum back and put up 70 points. I mean, he's been shooting pretty bad since Lillard came back. I think over the last five games, he's shooting around 35% from the field. So he can definitely have a big night at any given time, but his price tag at 9.5K is just a little bit too high for me. I think McCollum's better play. Been getting decent volume, playing a boatload of minutes, high 30s in every single game over the last four games, and he's been chucking. Like, we saw this earlier on this season. Um, it was more McCollum than it was Lillard for a long time, and I, I, they're still going to do a ton, but McCollum's a definitely cheaper guy at 8K. I think he's definitely someone you can use in tournaments. Pal not getting the workload, not getting the minutes. Cantor still too overpriced considering that Nurk is back. Covington, always fine in tournaments now is the one I want to use. But one of these days, Nurk is going to have a big game. Like, I don't think it's happening yet. I mean, limited in 19 minutes in the last two games. But some game soon, he's going to put up a 45-point 40, outburst and play 25, 26 minutes. I don't think this is be the game. I don't think he's going to get into get that many minutes. I'll probably try and bring him back a little bit slowly. Uh, but just saying, watch out for that for the future. But McCollum is definitely the only guy that I'm really interested in over in Portland. All right. Yeah, like, you know, Lillard was in the 35 to 45 range for usage with McCollum out ever since McCollum has come back. It's gone down to 26 to really like 30. I think he had one game that he was at like 34. Um, so Lillard's usage definitely going down when McCollum back. Like you said, McCollum at the beginning of the season, we were we were definitely talking about him more. I don't mind taking tournament shots on McCollum here at 8K. His price is definitely finally caught up with the production. Uh, but outside of that, like I, Norman Powell's there too. So like we'll have to kind of like continue to monitor what we're looking at here with Norman Powell um, in in this rotation, Covington, all these guys, like the secondary pieces, like Norman Powell being there adds enough of a secondary piece where it's like, we'll definitely have to wait and see um, just over the next couple weeks, what the rotations look like here. Uh, As far as the Pistons go, you know, obviously a lot of guys out, you know, Grant is someone that can have big games, but he's been atrocious in the second half so far. Um, You know, the first half of the season, he was great. I just, this is such a tough team to like anything. Yeah. I mean, Diallo seems a little bit cheap at 4,600. I know he had that pretty big game and there is enough injuries where I think they might end up giving him a few more minutes. Like they're obviously not trying to get a good traffic they're not trying to win anything so i think they end up giving him a lot more run uh as things go on and with all the injuries i think this could be a game where he gets a decent amount of run the way the system's set up he could end up shooting the ball 15 20 times 
um, in a game if they just let him go with it and if Grant's not on the floor as much. Um, so Diallo's, I feel like, the main play here. I don't mind going with Saban Lee or Corey Joseph. Both of them are cheap enough. Without DSJ in there, without uh, Ellington probably playing, without all these guys that are out, I think that he could either one of those guys could end up being their price tag of 4K and 4.3K. But Diallo, I think, is the play here. Um, Grant, I'm not going to trust Plumley getting his minutes eaten into way too much with Stewart. Um, Stewart's probably a little bit cheap, but not much. And there's a big enough slate where I don't think I'm going to end up going there. So Diallo is the play, and Saban Lee and Joseph are both fine salary relief plays depending on what ends up opening up on the slate. Yeah, I don't, I don't love this spot. I, I get it. I just, I don't, I don't love it. Like, you know, it's just one of those things. So let's, let's keep on going here. Miami at Indiana taking on the Pacers, uh, 216 total. Miami favored by one and a half in this game. Haslam's out. None is questionable. Oladipo's out from Miami. And then on the Pacers side, Lamb is questionable. McDermott's questionable. And TJ Warren remains out. Start here with Miami. Um, no Oladipo playing in this game. Kendrick Nunn questionable. What are we looking at here for the Heat? I think it comes down to the Nunn news. If Nunn ends up missing, it's definitely a bump to Drogic and Hero. Both of them, they're in a decent matchup going up against Indy. Both of them are a bit underpriced at 5.4 and 5.1K. Both of them can end up crushing that price tag. Butler's price tag has come down enough to 8.8K where I think you have to consider him in tournaments. Yes, it's been a little while since he's had that those triple doubles and just absolutely crush games. And obviously Bam and being in there hurts him, but this price tag is just seems a bit too cheap. Um, so regardless of none ends up playing, I think Butler is definitely a guy that you can play in tournaments to put it off some of the chalkier plays, but your own Drogic are really in play. If none ends up missing, definitely an uptick in minutes, probably a little bit of an uptick in usage uh, outside of that. Not really looking at Robinson, not really looking at Ariza, but it, it, it's the guards and Butler. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what I'm leaning towards as well. I don't even love Butler at 8,800. I think he's somewhat expensive. I think, like, ceiling-wise, I'd probably take a shot on Bam. He's averaging 47 fantasy points in two meetings against the Pacers this season. Um, If none sits, I think Goran Dragic is okay. Um, He could potentially play a couple extra minutes, but... I don't love it. Um, let's go to the Pacers side. Anything standing out to you here for the Pacers? Brogdon's fine, but I can't really trust his minutes. It's a bad matchup versus Miami. It's a slow-paced matchup. So, again, don't really argue with Sabonis or Brogdon or even Levert any given time, but I, I'm probably full-on fading the Pacers. It's just not a good matchup. None of their prices are too small. The minutes are kind of not as secure as they were earlier on the season with Sabonis and with Brogdon because they have enough bodies, so – just full-on fade of the Pacers, I think, is the right move here. Moving on, we got Dallas at Boston. No total in this game. Willie Cauley-Stein, J.J. Redick out. Uh, Jalen Brown is the reason that we don't have a total in this one. He's questionable. Langford's questionable. Semi and Thompson are out. Um, what do you like here for Dallas? Luca or Porzingis. That's it. And I prefer hard and drastically to Luca. Uh, Porzingis, always a guy that's in play for tournaments, can take over a game. Can put up a big outing. He's been playing pretty well recently, although some of that was without Luca. But it's it's just those two guys. Like it's it's that simple. It's not a great matchup versus Boston. I don't really trust anyone else with both Luca and Porzingis playing. If we get news that one of them's sitting, you can play the other guy. But realistically, like don't really want to play anyone from Dallas. Like Hardaway, 
Richardson, Brunson, any of those guys can have decent games, but it, it it's just a bad spot overall. There are quite a few cross-off games or cross-off teams on the slate, considering how big it is and how many uh, or one or two important injuries and one or two important spots. So, yeah, I'm, I'm probably just going to fade Dallas altogether, but not going to argue for GPPs with Luke or Porzingis just because Harden's probably going to draw a decent amount of ownership. Yeah, and Porzingis is under 8K. You know, that's kind of when we look to – you know, jump on playing Porzingis. So, Luca's always a guy that you could take shots on. Like, he hasn't had, like, a real ceiling game over the last couple games. So, he's kind of due for a ceiling game. So, you know, definitely put up 60 the first time these two teams met. Uh, Boston, like, everything really depends on Jalen Brown. Um, If Jalen Brown ends up sitting here, it's a huge bump to Kimba. It's a bump to Smart. It's a bump to Tatum. Um, What are we looking at here for Boston? Yeah, that's basically it. If Brown ends up playing, then everyone's fine. But no, don't really want to play anyone. I mean, Robert Williams would be my favorite if Brown ends up playing. Um, if Brown ends up missing, then yeah, big bump to Tatum. We saw what he did the other night in that game. He just absolutely crushed and big increase in usage to both Kemba, Tatum. Fournier just looked awful against New Orleans. Um, but I'm not expecting that to continue. Still, his price tag is kind of where it was over on Orlando and the usage is not going to be the same on Boston as it was over in Orlando. So until his price tag drops drastically, it can get hot at any given time, but that price tag doesn't leave leave room for a whole lot of upside and has a whole lot of potential downside. So I'm probably off of Fournier for a long time, but Williams in play regardless, no one else is in play really, unless Brown ends up missing. That's big bump to Tatum, big bump to Kemba smarts in play. Moving right along, we got Houston at Brooklyn. No total in this game. Exum, Gordon, Nawaba out. John Wall, questionable. He's the reason we don't have a total in this one. Um, and on the Brooklyn side, LaMarcus Aldridge and Kevin Durant are out. Um, let's start here with Houston. What are we looking at here for Houston? I mean, it kind of depends on the John Wall news. If John Wall ends up playing, I think that him or Christian Wood are in play. Um, if John Wall ends up missing, big bump to Kevin Porter. Matchup versus Brooklyn, I feel like it was a game where he could take over offensively. Tate, I feel like, is in play. Linux, if with Wood coming back, I don't expect him to get the boatload of minutes he got the other night. So, I mean, they may run at the four a little bit, but more than likely I'm going to be off of him. So it all comes down to John Wall news, but mostly paying up. This game is a potential blowout, so I'm not really using Wood or Wall or Porter unless I'm using it as a bring back over on the Brooklyn side. Um but yeah, like it's a matchup versus Brooklyn. We know the usage of Wood. We know the usage of Wall. We know what Kevin Porter can do if Wall and obviously Oladipo being gone are both out and he's going to have to take over a little bit more usage. His price tag is 6K and this matchup is not terrible if he's going to end up with a big usage bump and be running the point. So it kind of depends on that. And on John Wall's news is kind of where I'll end up going. But I think regardless, if you're going to stack up a game, this is not a bad one to stack up, hoping that it stays close. Not really sure what the spread is right now, but I'm guessing it's at least double digits. It's not up yet. Um, yeah, it, it if it, they're not going to put up a line until they get more information on John Wall, so we'll have to kind of wait and see. But yeah, if John Wall um, doesn't end up playing, like, give me all the Kevin Porter Jr. Um, if Christian Wood plays, give me Christian Wood. Uh, it's a massive and like if Christian Wood for some reason doesn't end up playing in this game which it sounds like he's going to kelly O, give me all yeah. the kelly O. I think kelly o's in play regardless but if wood's out uh kelly o 
You think Let's he's going to go. get a decent amount of run? Like his price tag obviously isn't too bad. Um, I'm just worried about, his, I guess at 5.2 K he did play 25 minutes and he does a lot in that system. And there's not really a whole lot of guys to, you know, the usage you're, you're kind of talking me on to him a little bit. Well, Wood's been out the last two games, hasn't he? Like, Is it, was so he out the game against Minnesota? I know he's out against Memphis. Um, did they, yeah. Cause there was a back-to-back against Minnesota. They played Minnesota back-to-back days and like, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. I'm pulling it. Yeah, up. you might be right. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they, they played back-to-back days against Minnesota. And, like, Wood sat the second end of the back-to-back. Um, maybe. Maybe not. I can check here. Oh, yeah, they did. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're right. I'm, not, I'm not losing my mind. Okay. So they haven't – we don't know. They haven't played together yet. So we really don't have an idea. But I still think there's 25 minutes, and it's Brooklyn. Like, you know, uh, if for some reason Christian Wood doesn't play, man, just Kelly O. Uh, Brooklyn side, I kind of think James Harden is going to be pretty popular here, right? I mean, revenge. I, I think he's going to be very motivated in this game. Yeah, and he's been unreal over, what, the last month? Like, it, it's just, it's James Harden. Like, he's, he's playing at a ridiculous level to match it versus Houston. It's a revenge game. And he is going up against the fourth fastest pace team in the league. Like there's going to be a ton of points scored for by Brooklyn. It's just all about is Houston going to score points on the other side. And I mean, like I said, it's a good game stack game depending on what value ends up opening up. Um, But yeah, Harden is a fantastic play. Kyrie is fine, but I like, I'm just more of a play in the narrative here. And I mean, we haven't seen Kyrie hit 60 in a while. So I'm just, all all systems on Harden, but I'm mostly going to be bringing it back over on Superdraft. You can stack it up real easy because there's no salary cap over there. Um, moving on, we got Utah at Memphis, two thirty total. Utah favored by seven and a half. Utah is clean as far as injuries. Memphis Triple J and uh, Winslow. Sorry, Mitchell got ruled out late tonight. Did he? Yeah, so it changes quite a bit. Uh, personal issue. All right. And then um, Allen is questionable for Memphis. Um, Grayson, right? Yeah, Grayson Allen. Well, Utah now um, with Mitchell out, that's huge. That's big yeah. news. Um, that's really big news. Play The everyone. Jingles. The Jingles. Jingles, Conley is probably my least favorite, but Conley is definitely in play at 5.8K versus Memphis. Clarkson, Bogdanovich, like – go bear everyone play everyone like Mitchell is such a large amount of usage like Clarkson is the play his minutes are going to go up his usage will absolutely be there I'll probably shoot the ball 20 times like Clarkson's an absolutely fantastic play because he's going to play 30 minutes and it's against Memphis Jingles will get into the starting lineup and he will run the point just amount and he's going to be chucking the whole game and he's going to play 30 some on minutes like Jazz are going to be incredibly popular and there's a very good reason for that and just play everyone. Yeah, jingles. Um, don't forget about Rudy Gobert in this one either. Um, uh, he's someone that could potentially fall by the wayside because everybody's going to be playing Clarkson and they'll be playing Conley and, and Joe Ingles. But don't forget about him. And I don't know if I'd take shots on Bogdanovich, but I guess you could, or Royce O'Neal. 
Anything that you like here from Memphis? I mean, same thing kind of every single night. Like Morant in tournaments, especially big field tournaments. Not match versus Utah isn't great. Obviously, they don't give up a ton of points, but it's a 230 total, and this game's probably going to end up being closer because Mitchell's not in there. So Morant is going to be the guy that gives you upside. Like he's had, he had a 55 point game against Utah, what, three games ago? So we could potentially see it again if this game stays close to second, and he did terrible because it was a blowout. But yeah, it, it's Morant for me. And I preface that by saying I play him every single night, and he's destroyed me a lot of days, and he's helped me a lot of days. So. Always a guy that's in play for tournaments. I think it was a great spot to go with him, especially if you're bringing it back with some Utah guys. Good old fashioned John Morant. I I, I love playing Morant, like especially because Utah's going to be popular here. Um, love running it back with like Morant. That's really it. Like you, I, I, you could play Valanciunas on any given night, but man, he is so up and down. Uh, so is John Morant. So they kind of yeah, yeah, they're they're too. No team I hate stacking more than Memphis half the time, and the other half of the time is just fantastic. Two peas in a pod, right? Toronto at OKC, uh, 223 total here. Toronto favored by seven and a half. Bembry's out, McCall is out, and Watson is out. And then OKC, Baisley, Dort, SGA, and Muscala are out. Let's start with Toronto. What's standing out to you here for the Raptors? I mean, Van Vliet's salary seems like it's a little bit low. Um, don't mind him. Don't mind Siakam. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with the Raptors. Ever. I think OG's probably the best play. Getting a decent amount of men and then getting ends up staying close. He'll play mid-30s. Um, if someone ends up getting rolled out, he'll play a boatload of minutes. But it, it's, 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 it's Toronto. It's a game versus OKC. I'm guessing this has a, still has a decent chance of a blowout, but – like just not a great spot. I mean, the spread's only set at seven and a half, but I think that it's still probably going to end up being a blowout. And the total is only two twenty three. Like I get their price tag to find, so I don't mind taking any of these guys as one offs. But none of them really stand off the board to me. Yeah, like I think you could take shots on like Van Vliet. I think you could take shots on Siakam, but. You know, if this game doesn't stay close, these guys aren't going to get there. On the OKC side of things, like, I don't know, man. Good luck figuring this team out. Like, Moses Brown is still the guy that I want to play. I I know Roby had a good game the other night, but I I think you could take shots on both of them. I just – Moses Brown is a hustler, man. This dude's going to have, like, 20 rebound games. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, I mean, the reason he did bad the other night is just he wasn't playing well. Like, he shot one for five from the field, four for ten from the free throw line, still ended up with 24 points, like, and didn't get a double-double. I think that, yeah, he's a threat for a 20-20 night almost any given night. You look at his game log and 23 rebounds, 12 rebounds, 18 rebounds, 14 rebounds, 16 rebounds over the last six games. He has 50-point upside. He's the main guy in that offense. He's the guy that they're developing. He's the guy that they've already given an extra contract to, so – He's the play. I mean, Melvin's fine. I think he offers a little bit of upside. Um, he's going to play about a load of minutes if this game ends up staying close. So if you're bringing it back with Van Vliet or Siakam or OG, then he's a guy that I don't mind throwing in there. Um, but, yeah, predominantly just Moses Brown. This guy is going to play a good amount of minutes, 30-plus minutes every given night when a game stays close. And he's going to be getting all the boards, and he's going to be doing a significant amount of stuff on offense. Yep. 
outside of like the big guys, man, I don't know, Malden, but yeah. Super draft. It was like OKC, like really cheap on super draft. Uh, I'll check, not cheap, but, but high multipliers. I mean, yeah, the main thing is like I, the main guy I would want to play is Moses Brown, but he's at one point two five x. Like looking over on super draft, Roby is at one point seven five. He's definitely a guy that would be in play over there. But Maldon's at one point six five. I don't think it was the right straight or right slate to be playing him. Like no one's really that. The guy caught on that any of these guys can have a huge outburst without SGA. So they've lowered the multipliers on him. New York at Minnesota, 219.5 total here. New York favored by 3.5. Uh, Robinson's out. Rose is questionable. Minnesota side, Okaji is questionable and Russell is out. Um, anything standing out to you here for the Knicks? I mean, it's a good matchup for Randall. It's just I don't know if I want to be paying up for him as opposed to other guys. Like, he can put up 60 points, but he hasn't been playing especially well recently. Still always has a 60-point game in him, and a match versus Minnesota is a perfect spot for him to do it. Um, Noel seems a little bit cheap considering his upside 4,900, but there's other better plays in that range. I can name like four of them just on Utah alone. So don't know if he'll make the build. Um, if Rose ends up missing, I think Peyton or quickly are both in play. Like they're obviously going to be running the point. The majority of the game there, they're 4.1 and 4.9 K. Both of them will be in play if Rose is out and uh, gives a little uptick in usage probably to Barrett, who isn't terrible at 7 K. Um, and should play high 30s minutes, especially if Rosen to bank hang out just a few extra guard minutes in there. So it's Randall, it's Barrett, and then it's quickly in Peyton if Rosen to missing. Yeah, definitely quickly if Rose is out. Um, you know, Randall should smash in the spot. You know, at 9,700, I think he's someone that could potentially be lower owned here too. So um, Julius Randall against Minnesota, lower owned, sign me up. The only thing that I'm somewhat worried about here is like the Knicks have been playing good defense and like maybe this is a spot Minnesota struggles to keep the game close. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to the Minnesota? I mean, don't really want anyone. Edwards and Towns are fine. Like I prefer Edwards just because he's priced at 7K. It seems like a little bit low of a price tag, but it's a slow-paced matchup. Could be a blowout. New York's a good defensive team. Like I just don't see any real value and any of these guys and i mean now beasley being back kind of just eats into a little bit of usage for these guys i, I just don't see don't see this as a real good spot for anyone and edwards is just a little bit of a mispricing but it makes sense considering the matchup um yeah sacramento at san antonio 232 total um san antonio favored by two and a half bagley is out white side's questionable Bates Diop and Trey Lyles are out for San Antonio. Um, Darren Fox, Grant, this guy has been on fire. And, you know, I was kind of looking into him the other day. And outside of the last game, he has been like over 28% usage in like four of his last five games. Um, I mean, he's been averaging 30 points during the month, month of per game. Uh, real life points per the month of March, I think. And he's playing a boatload of minutes. He's fantastic. Yeah. And the thing too, about this is these two teams just played and like, it was a little out of hand, but he, if the game stays close, he gets what? Six more minutes at, at, 
and then he like probably puts up over 50 again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if he plays 38 minutes, he generally is going to put up 20 to 25 shot attempts and he'll put up a whole lot more points, but yeah, he's 9.3 K same match. We saw the other night where I only played for mostly the first three quarters, a little bit run in the fourth quarter. He's got a price decrease. So yeah, I mean, Fox is a good play. I feel like Halliburton's a little bit underpriced. Holmes is a great spot. If Whiteside ends up missing, we can expect a few more minutes out of Holmes. Um, I know he didn't get into the high thirties in the last game, but uh, he very easily could have had the game stays close, stay close. So Holmes, I feel like is a real good play at 7,500, but Fox is the play in Halliburton. Um, probably not playing Barnes and Hyde, but yeah, Fox is just ridiculous. Yeah. Like I think he's really the only guy that I want here. It's a 10 game slate. I feel like he has the highest ceiling. Sure. You could play Holmes. Like I'm not going to talk you out of it. Um, I, I think you take shots on him. Barnes just with with Fox just doing everything that he's been doing here recently. It's really just crushed the value of like Halliburton and Fox or not Fox um, Barnes. So um, I think Fox and Holmes is fun. Um, let's go to the San Antonio side of things. Like uh, it seems like it feels like DeMar DeRozan is too cheap. Yeah, he definitely is. I mean, he obviously got a little bit of a price decrease after the last game. It's matchup versus Sacramento. In the last game, he just wasn't shooting well, and DeJounte Murray was having a game. Plus, he didn't get run the fourth quarter. I feel like DeRozan's a better play than DeJounte, although I'm not going to argue with either. Kelvin Johnson just not getting enough minutes. Like, I don't really want to play him if he's only going to get mid to high 20s in minutes. Pirtle, I feel like, is a little bit underpriced at 5,800. Um should get a lot of minutes in this game. Been getting over 30 inches the last three, even though one was a blowout. It's a match versus Sacramento, who's just terrible, specifically versus everyone, but especially versus bigs. Um, so I think Pirtle's in play, but DeRozan, yeah, it seems like a mispricing here. It's 7,600, considering what his usage is likely to be. If this game stays close, then he could easily end up in the 50-point range. He's He's probably my favorite I think DeJounte Murray is someone you could take shots on at 7K in this matchup. But outside of these two guys, is there anybody else that you, like, trust? Like, Podol, sure. As much as we want to play the talented Keldon Johnson, he's just he, – he hasn't been playing well. Yeah, I don't really trust anyone on San Antonio ever. So, I can't really tr- – like, I'm not trusting White. I'm not – again, not trusting Keldon Johnson's minutes – like, I don't like trusting DeRozan and Pirtle, but DeRozan's probably the most consistent guy, and Pirtle has shown some upside and some decent minutes lately, and I just really like the matchup. Yeah. We finished – or no, we have two more games. Um, I've, mm. For some reason, I did not want to talk about the Chicago game. Um, we got the Bucks and the Lakers, 222 total here. Milwaukee favored by 8.5. Um, Kirk's Portis – Tucker out, AD, LeBron out. First of all, why is Milwaukee only favored by eight and a half in this game? Um, Drummond's coming back, or Drummond's playing. Good for him. Um, Give me, like, you could already write this down for my favorite against the the spread or over under. Um, Give me Milwaukee minus eight and a half. Um, What do you like here for the Bucks? Nothing. I mean, Giannis is fine, but prefer Harden. 
Drew's price tag seems a little bit low, but obviously he's a little bit inconsistent. It's match versus Lakers. It's only a 220 total, which is pretty darn low for the Bucks. Like they're gonna blow gonna, them out. This game, yeah, I, I, I like full on fade pretty much for this game. Yeah, uh, like I'm out. <laughs> I'm yeah, not Drummond's interested. not even on the in the player. He's not pool. even in the player pool. He is over on Super Draft, 1.5x. He could be a little bit interesting there if they just decide to give him a boatload of minutes. Yeah. Out. I'm out. <laughs> like, yeah, just, I'm out. Like, yeah. There's just nothing in this game. Like, I could name three guys that I'd rather play over Giannis on the slate. Middleton, 8,100 in a game that I don't think is going to stay remote, like, stay close. Like, if I'm playing anybody – from the Bucks here, it's Giannis's brother. Like that that would be the guy that I'd be taking shots on here just because like Portis is out. If this game doesn't stay close, he could play like 20, 25 minutes. He's 3,900. Like he's the guy that I'm taking the shot on in this one. But and, and then Lakers. I, I have no interest in the Lakers. Like Kyle Kuzma at 73. You could take shots on him in, in large field tournaments. He is someone that could put up over 40. We don't know what type of role Harold's going to have with Drummond there. Like, I'm going to take the. We already know that his yeah his minutes are going to go down. For some reason, they don't want to play Harold, right? Like, it's just I don't know. It's it's weird. All right, we are going to finish with Chicago at Phoenix. No total in this game. It's a back to back for Phoenix, Um, and we have some huge news here. Late game, and we have Zach Levine questionable, Temple doubtful, and White questionable. We're going to start with the Chicago side. Um, Zach Levine, ankle is not great, was the report from Billy Donovan, um, the old Gator coach, the old ball coach. Um, Let's talk Bulls, man. Like, this could be a spot that Vooch is going to be needed for big-time usage, and he's 9,100. Yep. Yeah, this could be a Vooch just destroy spot here, um, depending on if Levine ends up playing or not. Problem is we won't have that news. Nice part is Super Draft, you can always swap some stuff around. Um, but yeah, Vooch, 9.1K, probably not high enough of a price tag if Levine ends up missing because he's going to have just a ridiculous usage. If Levine's out, I mean, I'm just assuming why he's out. Um, Sadoransky at 4.5K seems a little bit too cheap. Probably get a usage bump too if Levine ends up being out, but he's going to play a lot of minutes. Williams, I don't hate at 4.1K. Could do a little bit more on the offensive end. Like everyone's going to get a big uptick if Levine ends up missing. It's just that simple. Like I don't expect Levine to play based on the words um, Donovan said. So as of right now, I'm just kind of treating it like Levine's not going to tra- play. And maybe we'll have news early in the morning, but. Sadoransky, very much in play, far too cheap. Williams, far too cheap. Vooch can crush. Even Thad Young or Markinen, like Markinen could see a little bit of uptick in minutes um, just because he'll need someone that can score in there. Uh, and he's 4,800. Like, it's just when you get that usage hole that Levine just creates by being in the game and it's just gone, then everyone has a huge uptick. Yeah, it and like – because some pieces have moved around for Chicago, it's not going to even show 
what type of usage um, is here. But yeah, if if Levine and White don't play, Sadarinsky is a lock. Um, and then after that, like, love Vooch, but I really don't like, I don't know, is it going to be Archie? Like, we really don't know who would be like the backup point um, for Chicago if both of those guys end up playing or out. Um, let's talk Phoenix. If, if Levine plays and White plays, like, I don't have a ton of interest in anybody no, from no. Chicago. Yeah. yeah, no one. Um, any interest here in the Suns? I mean, this game could end up being a blowout, but I mean, Booker is probably the right guy. Like, obviously, a good matchup uh, for everyone going up against Chicago. I mean, Booker's been in decent form lately. They're on the second move back-to-back, though. I mean, honestly, Aiton is going to give you some upside, um, but he might have his hands full and could get into foul trouble going up against Vooch. So, like, I'm, I'm basically throwing Paul Booker or Aiden in if I'm bringing it back with a few Chicago guys and kind of going under the assumption that Levine's not going to play. Um, you can also move some stuff around, throw some more guys in, and then always switch over from Levine over to Booker or over to Chris Paul if you uh, if he ends up getting ruled out and you kind of planned on him playing. Yeah, I think, like, Most of my interest for Phoenix is usually Booker and Paul. Um, I think Booker is probably the guy that I would take shots on, but I don't know. I don't if if Levine plays. I don't really love this game in general. If Levine's out, I'll definitely have shots or or take a shot on like Booker and Paul running back like Vooch um, and Sadarinsky. But yeah, that's about it. Uh, before we get into the morning grind game, let's play over there on Super Draft. Let's play our Super Draft play of the day. I go first. This is the only time I ever go first, and it's just because Grant plays a ton over there. He probably has a list of 100 people um, that he likes. Was I close? Is it 100? 10 games late. You're probably somewhat close. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so – I'm going to go first, and my Super Draft play of the day is the Jingles. It's the Jingles, man, 1.6x. Um, that news came out you know, right before we got started. Um, I didn't even see it. Grant saw it. Good call. Uh, but, yeah, Joe Ingles, 1.6x. We know that he handles the ball a lot um, whenever Conley or Mitchell miss. So, really like Joe Ingles in this spot. Yeah, no, it's pretty much the entire Utah team. I mean, Conley's at 1.55x, Clarkson's at 1.6x, Ingles at 1.55x. I mean, you can even go with Bogdanovich at 1.8x. Could see a drastic increase in usage. Um, but, yeah, over at guard, like I have a sh- super draft show tomorrow, but Harden's going to be the chalk play. Even at 1x, he's still probably going to end up with 65, 70 points in this spot because he's James Harden. Um Fox is a good play at 1.3x. Porter becomes an all right play, but not great at 1.35x. It's the Utah guys, though, and potentially Tatum if if Brown ends up missing. Outside of that, like forward, there's a lot of good options, but Holmes is good at 1.4x. Drummond, I think you can play over there at 1.5x for tournaments because if he, if he does get 31, 32, 33 minutes in this spot, which wouldn't surprise me at all, he can have crutching crushing you can swap over from Vooch and just plan on playing Vooch at 1.2x who's in play regardless of Levine plays or not but over there you can just mass player swap over from Vooch to Drummond if 
you got some room to make up or if Levine ends up playing. But, yeah, that's, that's kind of the strategy over on Super Draft tomorrow. All right, let's play the morning grind game. Grant, get us started here. Favorite play under 5K uh, to go 7X. Uh, I'm going to assume that Levine's out. I'm going to go with Sadoransky. Yeah, good uh, good assumption. Um, I'm going to assume that Derrick Rose doesn't play, and I'm going to go quickly. So, like it. Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Going to go with Lillard. I like it. I'm going to go Giannis. I don't think that game's going to stay close. You're going to see a common theme here. Um, favorite 6X play, who do you got today? This is a tougher one. I mean, there's a whole uh, – I mean, I guess I'll let you have Jingling Joe. I'll take Clarkson. Yeah, I already said it. Like, Joe Ingles. Love Joe Ingles today, 6X. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? I'm going to go with Porter if Wallens up missing. If not, then it's Morant. I don't know if Porter is going to be – Low on if Wall misses, yeah. Yeah. So – um, I'm going to go Darren Fox. I really don't think Darren Fox is going to get a ton of ownership today at 9.3 K over there on DraftKings. Um, so yeah. Uh, any things standing out to you game selection wise, FanDuel DraftKings or super draft. Yeah. Super draft. They got, I, I think that they're, um, going to double check here, but I think they changed their price structure. Yeah. So it's, it's only 15% to first for their $8 competition. Um, which I think is way better. Uh, yeah, like it's a flatter payout than the $20 competition. So not quite 2x last, but payout top 25%, 30%. Um, a little bit flatter payout, but that that's that's when I plan on maxing out tomorrow. I max it out today, and I think I'm winning it today. We'll see how things go. The last two games are still on right now, and someone's, someone's catching up on me. Don't jinx yourself. Um... I'm going to go over to FanDuel. I did, um, I think I did expensive yesterday. So I'm going to go cheap today. They have a three entry max $1 tournament. It's called the NBA SWAT. If you're trying to hone in your three entry max skills, this is a good tournament. It pays 25% of the field. You're not going to get rich off this contest. It's more on learning how to build three entry max teams and how to kind of set your exposures and stuff like that on a three entry max build. So, you know, this is a good one. There's a lot of people in this tournament, 5,900 people. You go up in stakes to five or 10 or 20 three entry max, 100 three entry max, 150, whatever you're doing, you're going to see a lot less people. So if you can hone in your skills on a bigger contest like this, um, it will definitely make you better in the long run. Uh, over, under, against the spread, anything standing out to you? I mean, you already took the bucks. I mean, I'll go it's with happening. the Kings plus yeah. two and a half. Yeah, like Milwaukee minus eight and a half is crazy. Like honestly, Bucks or the Kings plus or plus one fourteen is probably a pretty good bet. I expect that to go down to almost plus one hundred by the time morning rolls around. Just because I mean they just blew them out. And Kings of Fox have been playing fantastic. Yeah, I think taking the Kings money line is the way to go there. Uh, that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking baseball, and there'll be a basketball podcast as well. So uh, baseball podcast will be out early. Basketball podcast will be out normal time. So that's going to wrap it up. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow. Hey, kids.